We gotta do all we can to help have affordable housing. Welcome to Sawatch County Stories, a podcast of the Northern Sawatch County Library District, where we explore the evolution and history of the land and people of the Northern San Luis Valley of Colorado. I'm Sarah Kane Fry, director of the Northern Sawatch County Library District. In this episode, local resident Mae Folsom shares her story on the theme of finding home. In our Finding Home series, folks talk about their housing journey in the San Luis Valley. My name is Mae Folsom. I live in the Cavey Estate, 71. My significant other at the time, let's just put it that way, moved to Salida from Washington. And we were looking around there for a place and being new, you know, a lot of stuff was a little, little more than what we wanted, you know, because we weren't real settled with jobs and such. I mean, we had some money to buy with, but got to have those jobs, you know, when you're going to buy. So we looked around that area and then saw an ad in the paper for a mobile home on an acre. So we came to the valley and when I came over Pancha Pass, the tears started rolling. There was something about I was home. So that's where it all started. That was in probably uh, 98 and then bought in, we did end up buying that house uh, in the KV uh, very end of 99. So right at 2000. Been there ever since. I mean, I did leave for a while, but you get drawn back to the valley somehow. <laughs> You know, that's pretty hard to describe. I think it was an energy in the valley. And I, and I think being able to buy an acre of land and having, it was an older mobile home and the potential of fixing it up because kind of like to do that thing anyway. So it just, everything was just kind of there. It felt right, you know, one of those feelings. You know, fix it up well enough, you know, to live in it because it needed uh, all new water lines. Because when we hooked up, no water. Had to, you know, replumb the whole thing in January, 22 years ago. (laughs) 14 degrees, daytime high. (laughs) But, you know, I mean, you know, felt difficult at the time, but you always have that satisfaction when you get something completed. And we, you know, made the house nice. And then I was gone for quite a while, uh, you know, five, um, let's see, no, about seven years. And uh, house sat there and then came back and been working on it ever since. Been back about four years. And just delighted to be, be there. Uh, you know, it, I wasn't coming back, but you know, I'm here. You know, you get put where you belong. Oh, alternative building, I would love to see more of it and be a part of it. I'll go back a bit. While I was living there, let's see, about 2005, five, six, my uh, father had passed away, and so I got an inheritance. And what I did is I bought lots uh, in the KV, and I brought in two big double-wide mobile homes, 
you know, and hoping, you know, sell them to people for a reasonable price so they can have a place to live. And I did. Sometimes I sold them twice, but, you know, I had to take them back because, you know, things happen. And, uh, but lots, I bought lots and I would put the water on so people at least have water and would sell the lots and, you know, and some without, you know, but, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I just tried to help the community with housing at that time. And I did buy a couple others that already existed and fixed them up you know, and provided nice housing for people. So yeah, it just was the right thing to do, you know, to, you know, I got to take in all that money and spend it all myself, you know, <laughs> as we can do. But I just felt that, you know, it served two purposes. I was helping people, you know, have a house that they could afford. And then also I sold, sold them on a contract, you know, noted deed of trust and the warranty deed and all that good stuff. And they would pay me. And, you know, so I was a banker and knowing headed for retirement, it just added to my retirement. But I'd like to do it again. I really would, you know, but using alternative methods. I've been looking at a lot of stuff, so. It still needs a lot of work. I still need to work on it. I mean, it's an old mobile home and add it on and it just needs, you know, about every room needs a little finishing. I know I'd like to get it done at some point, but life happens and you don't get to it when you <laughs> think you're going to. So it'll come. Well, I'm president of the KVHOA and with that, you know, I'm hoping to make it a better place and not just me, the whole board. And that we are working together to make it better. I mean, there's just been years and years and years of neglect there. And, you know, we're picking up the pieces and putting it back together. So, and that, you know, uh, one thing I wanted to do is if a lot sold, you know, we have some lots of KV, you know, and when they get sold, but to sell them, you know, add to the price of what, you know, the base price would be and add to that the water tap fee. So that way when they buy and if they put a down payment and monthly payments, they have water. They can do something. You know, there's been so many sold out there for without the water, but water's right there. The whole place there has water. There's a whole water system. Prices are reasonable, and we just need the builders to build. You know, I mean, I, I understand there's... People call the cave lots of names and things and such, but there's such an opportunity there. I mean, it's mind-boggling to me when we have Chavy County, Park County, you know, even areas in Del Norte, you know, expensive homes and... Not a lot of, you know, homes that people can afford. I mean, there's people out there that live in things that we all should be ashamed of, their conditions, you know. Not only in the cave, but Mineral Hot Springs to the north of us, you know. Not right. This country shouldn't be like that at all. But we got to do something to help. We really do. Oh, my goodness. You know, it was established, you know, pretty much uh, in 73, you know, there was there's three phases, but two of them, I think, you know, close to that time, the third one later on. It was originally for a retirement community, but 
you know, if you're going to do a retirement community way on the middle of nowhere, you need hospitals and you need health care and all that. And there just wasn't. So it didn't go over that way. And then it was really, they sold a lot of the properties to military people, like in Hawaii and I don't know where else they went. But, and basically a big scam, you know, and that energy is still there, you know. And as the, you know, people that were president before and, and for years, they didn't care. They just would do what they wanted and took what they wanted, you know, and... I mean, to one president, he, they would take the money for the water tap. You know, if someone pays you $3,500 for a water tap, you will put that in. He wouldn't, even for like a year, there was a family out there that had paid for water, probably living in a little cabin and no water. And he did it just because he could, which was awful. I mean, I, I don't get that that mentality to abuse other human beings like that. We got enough of that. We got to change that. And we got to do all we can to help have affordable housing and help out these people. I mean, we haven't seen anything yet, what I think is going to be happening. So we got to be ready to provide housing. Otherwise, they're going to be squatting everywhere. It's laziness. I just think our world is in a tough spot right now, and I think we have enough wealth that, you know, we can find resources and we can help people instead of beat them down, you know, which has happened, you know, and we got to do all, all that we can to help. I'd like to share now about the time I've been at the KV. I was gone for maybe seven years, but I, I came back, you know, several times a year and hung out for a while but um you know when I first first was there you know the home was definitely a fixer-upper and and worked on that and got it you know in pretty good shape and the community was small then you know there wasn't that many people in the community and you know as time went on more people would move in or they had the land there and then they moved in, you know, got a home and double wired. And then there were some other people doing what I did, put homes on and, you know, they would sell those. So, you know, it was growing so slowly. And then marijuana <laughs> hit. And people, actually what happened is, you know, one thing that's been really kind of harmful to the KV is like, you know, all these people that bought, you know, a long time ago, you know, 70s and 80s and 90s, paid way too much money for the lots. And it was just a lot, an acre of ground, plus, you know, it was just a, each lot is a acre and a little bit more. <laughs> and then um, they didn't pay on the lot, didn't pay the taxes and everything, or maybe they paid cash for the lot, but didn't wouldn't pay the taxes. So the county took back all kinds of lots in the KV. And then they would sell them. Well, then when, you know, marijuana came about, there would be people all over the country, like land companies, would buy up those lots from the county, advertise them as, oh, you can grow marijuana there. So we, you know, lost a lot of control then of 
the HOA because they wouldn't tell them they'd be in the HOA. Oh, you're in the HOA. Oh, you know, all the stuff that goes along with that. And so it got pretty messy, but but it could have been corrected. Just like our uh, bylaws and covenants have never been changed. Never. This time. And we have to do it, you know, because it's coming up because you can change them every 10 years. So it's coming up. And we have to change that. So we really need to have, you know, better regulations. Um, there's some things I'd like to see is, and maybe not everybody, but we probably have to vote on it, but have an area for tiny homes. And it'd be uh, really fantastic, you know, to have that. So we've gone through such a transition, you know, with the marijuana and people just kind of doing what they wanted. I mean, it's known as a wild, wild west out there. But we're trying, not that we want controls, you know, that you can't do this. And that's kind of before what happened. Oh, well, you can't do that. You can you know, and would har harass people, you know. We'd like to bring the community together and, you know, we figure out really what we want. Because we have three sections there, you know, and we could have, different rules for those sections if we wanted to. So like section, you know, the filing three, we call it, is where there's lots of marijuana grows. Then we adjust and, uh, you know, and work with the county and, you know, they work with us. And, and so we get along and we can provide housing and, you know, people want to grow and, and do it the right way, you know, the way the county wants and the state. And, you know, the federal government might stir a little because if you grow too many, you're going to get busted. So, you know, but it's just, main thing is community, getting along, and moving forward. That's the biggest thing for me. And I know for the board as well. Thank you. You've been listening to Sawatch County Stories. Thank you to our guest, Mae Folsom, for sharing her story. This podcast is made possible in part through a generous Sawatch County sales tax grant. Our music was created and performed by Lydia Schultz-Sprouts and Rob Treefort with Golden Turtle Sound. If you would like to share your story, have questions, or would like to reserve your spot at an interview event, email Eden. She can be reached at edenelderberry at nsclibrarydistrict.org or you can call the Sawatch Public Library at 719-655-2551. For new episodes, to read our blog, or to watch our YouTube channel, check out the Northern Sawatch County Library District website, nscld.colibraries.org.